thanks for joining us. It's Erica Kramer with Martin Brothers. We're coming to you with our Be Empowered podcast. We're glad to be spending time with you again today because we all know the time you invest in self-development not only increases the trajectory of your success, but the success of those you lead as well. Today, I have friends with me or at least I'm calling them my friends. They might not agree. (laughs) It's good for you um, out there because no offense to our audience from up north, but I develop an old north accent when I present, I noticed, and when I speak. So hopefully that makes me realize that I don't have to have that (laughs) accent. Anyway, let's get to know my friends quick. I have Angie Dark. It's our marketing manager at Martin Brothers and Crystal Ketman, our senior editor and vendor marketing specialist. She fancy. (laughs) She fancy. Um, So I'm really excited. Basically, they're both marketing gurus, great poobahs of marketing, whatever else we want to call them. So to help get to know everyone real quick, we're just going to do a little fun exercise. If we were stuck on an island, what three things could we not live without? I will go first. Mine would be chapstick, because if I have dry lips, I am angry. Um, I would want something that plays all of my favorite songs from my college years so I can dance without anybody calling me a really bad dancer, which happens quite often. And then I would want an unlimited case of Kim Crawford Sauvignon Blanc. No, he's not sponsoring this podcast. And if someone was bringing me that unlimited amount, you would think I would hop on that plane. But anyway, those are my three things. Who wants to go next? Um, so being a book nerd, I would say I have to have books cause it would keep my mind busy. If I am stranded in the blazing hot sun, I don't like to be hot like that. So I'm going to have to be preoccupied. Books would help me do that. Uh, I think music would be another one. I wasn't as specific as heading back to my college days. I'm quite certain that those would also, that, that music would also bring back memories that would help pass the time. But, um, I said music in general, and then I got to have my favorite hair tie. Cause if I don't have a messy bun, I'm going to be, I'm going to be angry. So gotcha. And that's Angie, by the way. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't introduce myself. Okay. So if you guys said music, then I'm going to assume that technology will work because I want to bring my phone. Um, (laughs) I have everything on my phone, my notes. It's, I keep it everywhere with me. Okay. Um, she needs so, notes because she's still going to want to work. When yeah, she's I know. I, I, Angie, here's my deadlines for the dish. <laughs> I mean, it won't really do me much good there because, you know, my schedules and all that. I won't be able to go to any kids activities or anything like that. Um, going to miss that dentist so, appointment. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I think I would also bring probably some books, like Angie said, to keep the time and, you know, get myself some sort of company or feel like I have somebody there. You're not alone. Because I was told I couldn't bring anybody along. No people. I forgot to say that yet. No people. And if you didn't want to bring your family, you can keep that to yourself. <laughs> I, never listened to I know. Us. I thought about saying my kids, but. <laughs> but you really. Mom, I'm hungry. Yeah. yeah. Go climb a tree. Get a coconut. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, and then I think my last one would probably be. Again, if I can't have company, maybe a volleyball to make a person out of. Oh, Does everybody remember that movie? Yes. Well, so yeah. <laughs> Do you also want to ice skate to chop off like an abscess tooth? Oh, yeah. that's the worst part in the movie. Yeah. yeah. So, so <laughs> a friend. Yeah. A pretend friend. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. So now we know each other a little bit. Um, today, though, we're going to be discussing what business are you in? Notice, not what do you sell? 
So there is a difference here. Uh, profitability is essential for a successful business. But I think we can all agree profitability comes by looking at the big picture. It's not what you're selling. It's about what business you're in. So consider what is your specialty. You don't have to be in a distribution situation like us. We're even talking to our senior living, our restaurant um, people out there. What makes you better than your competitors? What makes you the company your customers and your prospects want to partner with? What makes you the senior living that someone wants their mother to live in? What makes you the restaurant to choose to have pizza because it's the best place in town? If you're in senior living, hopefully the business you're in is taking care of seniors or fulfilling seniors' life or providing quality of care. Doing these things well gives you the best chance for the highest profitability. So how do we help a team focus on the core business they're in and not what they sell. Any thoughts? Uh, I go back to the book written by Simon Sinek, The Finding Your Why. Um, I think, you know, you, you, there's three really specific things that Simon talks about in that book. He talks about the why, the how, and the what. And once you identify those things, you can, you can capitalize them on them and help your business to become better. Um, the why is that core belief of the business. It's why that business exists. So why do you exist? And like you had said with senior living, like you're there to help other people. Um, the how, how does that business fulfill its core belief? How do you make that happen? Um, what does it take to make that happen? And then the what is what the company does to fulfill that belief. So um, I think for everybody, it's a little bit different based on the type of industry that they're in, but those three principles apply no matter what you're doing. If you are in the business of helping seniors to fulfill the rest of their life, or mm -hmm. if you're in the business of providing really great food and experiences with your restaurant. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think that's a good point. Um, let's break down those points, like the what, the why, the and the how. Mm -hmm. um, Anybody want to start off and take one? I will take the why. Um, I think, you know, like you said, why are, why are we in business? We're, you're, obviously, you're in business to make money and to, you know, you have to we sell have to, or provide yeah, a service in order around. to do that. But, yep, yep. but at the core of your business, why, why do you exist as a business? Why did someone start that business to begin with? And in, in almost all cases, it's to help do something, right? So in most cases, you're there to help others. For Martin Brothers, personally, we're here to help our customers succeed through growing their businesses. Um, and that makes us successful at the end of the day. I truly believe that. Zig Ziglar has a great quote that I adopt as my own. You can have everything in life that you want if you just help enough other people get what they want. And I think in all things, if you're making that your sole focus, it helps you be better. You make money along the way. Right. That becomes a byproduct of doing what it takes to help other people be successful. But I think at the core of our business is that that's the business that we're in. That's our why. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if you focus on selling the green bean, you probably aren't going to sell the green bean. We got to focus on no. why. I, selling the I truly you focus on filling a nursing home bed and you look at it as, you know, a profit center, you probably are going to have a harder time finding someone 
who wants to live there because mm -hmm. you're not focusing on what business you're in. Yeah, um, I think yeah. if that transparency isn't there, I, people can see through those oh, things, gosh, I yes. think. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. So if you're not there truly to help serve others, that customer service, the we're all in a business of hospitality. The way that Mm -hmm. The way that people oh, yeah. live their lives today um, and the expectations that the general public has, even, you know, for me, myself, the things that I expect of things, you have to have that want to help or I see right through it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think everybody is more wired that way in today's world. You have right. to like if I wasn't interested in senior living. It, it would be very apparent and nobody would want to talk to me about it. I think what's helpful is that you truly are interested and passionate about what business you're in. So I'm focused on the senior living side. So I really do want to know what can we do to make sure that we're helping them provide that quality of care. Um, it's not just about, oh, well, here's here's your chicken breast and hopefully it turns out great. A lot of times we'll bring our chef to an event and he'll prepare the food and someone will come up and go, oh, we, we want to buy food from you because the food tastes so good. Well, it's the preparation and that's not what we're selling. I mean, we'll help you get mm -hmm. to that point, um, but we have to focus on the helping them get to that point. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, yeah. Crystal, you want to take the what? Sure. So some of the things that we do at Martin Brothers, instead of focusing on the green bean, is focusing on the solutions and the resources that we can provide to make them successful when they're serving the green bean, right? Right. That poor green bean. <laughs> we're like, oh, it's a green bean. <laughs> yeah. I actually love Why green beans. Why green beans? <laughs> Anyway, so some of the stuff that we do to help our customers be successful is uh, we know, for instance, staffing is an issue right now across all of our segments. So we have been creating resources to help our customers retain and mm -hmm. draw staff in and um, really keep them engaged and everything so that they're, they have a good work pool that are providing that service and mm -hmm. making sure that the seniors are getting the care that they need, that quality care. It's mm -hmm. all down to your staff. So if you don't have the staff to help you do that, then, you know, you're Can't not, be in business. right. It's <laughs> yeah. not going to work. That's true. So, and um, then another example, for instance, on our restaurant side, we know that to go and delivery is huge right now. And uh, we're trying to help our customers figure out how to make their to-go and delivery more successful. So uh, with all the new technologies out there for delivery, we're trying to make sure that everybody knows what are what the options are out there mm -hmm. and what the best packaging is and what to think about when you're thinking about what packaging to use and um, just breaking it all down for them to help them because they're busy and Mm -hmm. uh, we know that we can help. We have some experts here um, that can uh, offer some solutions. So, Well, in, in that situation, like for restaurants, so they're in the business of offering experience, a dining experience, and now they've got the challenge of offering a great experience at home. So yeah, how do you absolutely. keep that French fry crisp right. in a container? Consumer expectation is when I get that food delivered to my house or I pick it up and bring it to my house, the experience is going to be the same whether mm -hmm. I'm eating it in my living room or if I'm eating it in your restaurant. Right. And so um, that's a lot of pressure on an operator today. It didn't used to be that way. Everything came in a white clamshell and that's just what you got and mm -hmm. you ate it. Mm -hmm. um, today, that has changed drastically. Right. The consumer d 
demand is different. And so he who offers the best solution wins Mm -hmm. in today's world when it comes to to to-go and delivery. So offering that solution to our operators, like Crystal said, is hugely important. Mm -hmm. Um, And being able to give them those solutions that, from our perspective, helps them do business better. So it's the what for both of us, for us and for the operator. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it doesn't matter that I, as the consumer, was dumb and ordered a salad that obviously isn't going to keep up with a hot chicken breast on it. (laughs) You know, they still have that. But packaging it. So the salad should be packaged separately from the hot chicken breast so that you can add the chicken breast to the salad when the salad gets to your house. Mm -hmm, And so helping them understand how that works. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Hot breadsticks (laughs) should be wrapped in foil. It shouldn't be. Yeah. There's so Mm -hmm. many, so many different things. There's a reason McDonald's serves their fries in sleeves Mm -hmm. and not within, you know, a package because then you don't get the sogginess. So there's a lot of lessons to be learned from things that already exist today or new products that in, and innovations that are out there. It's just helping that get to our customers so that they can offer that experience right. to those they serve. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Well, I'll discuss the why, the how. So I think, you know, for how the business fulfills that core belief, a lot of it is getting, you know, your team on board with what our core business is. Um, so I think this involves a couple things. Obviously, there's training and just a lot of repeating of the message. This is what business we are in. Um, If someone, I'm going to go back to that poor green bean. Um, Sometimes if a coworker says, well, yeah, but, you know, um, bottom line is we still deliver green beans. Well, that's once again, that's how how we make money. But that's not what business we're in, because then we're just like everybody else, if that's all we're focusing on. So it involves difficult conversations, which make my armpit sweat and I hate them. Um, But that's a whole nother topic that I want to tackle someday with someone who's really good at it, not myself. But basically, if you have a fear or a peer, I feel like that is falling back into selling or in the old way of thinking about what you do. We just got to get people in the door and get them out. I think you have to call them out and remind them, you know, that's that's not what that's that's not what makes us different. That's not what we do. Um, and it doesn't have to be aggressive or confrontational. I like to use humor and keep it lighthearted so the person doesn't hate me because they're still going to be on, on my team. Yeah, but, but I think, too, we're here in a we're in a business of accountability. Yeah. Um, if if you are in a solid organization and, and their mission is such that it's posted and people are aware of that there, I really feel we all have obligations in our in whatever role we have. Mm-hmm. From the person who's serving the food to the person who oversees an entire organization, we all have an obligation to hold people accountable to the standards that the company has set as you know as a whole mm-hmm. to say, hey, you know what? Rem- remember, we're trying to do this for this reason. Not right. yes, it's not just about like you, this poor bean. It's not. It's not <laughs> just about the beans. It's it's truly about helping a- enhance experiences for others, and so making sure that that message is communicated. If you're not, you're doing a disservice to yourself and the whole team if you don't hold people accountable that way. Right. I agree. Uh, Someone in our organization likes to say healthy conflict. Yes. And that is a great way to explain that. Um, But I think sometimes, you know, being brave enough to stick to what the actual business you are in as the focus, because it's easy to fall back into focusing on what everyone is doing in your industry, especially if if there's like a lull in what's going on. If your census is down, well, you know, your competitor isn't, and yet they don't do things you feel like as good as you, it's easy to go, well, maybe we should 
kind of fall back to what they're doing. So I think it's hard to keep your focus on, you know, that actual core business that you're in. I think that definitely takes other teams helping you. And I think you also need to celebrate your wins with the team. That's Mm -hmm. another how we get to this, Um, especially if it's focus, if you're focusing on the right thing and that involves a big win, you know, seeing those outcomes and the numbers, be it the increase in sales, the increase in traffic in our restaurants, the increase in census in your senior living, I think that also makes this approach irrefutable. So that person that says, well, bottom line is we sell green beans. They can't keep saying that. I always feel like I need proof. I mean, I even need that. So, you know, you need to show proof that it's working and then make sure that you are celebrating that. Proof. Mm-hmm. Having some of those metrics in front of you that you can continue to show the successes see, see. of, yep, you're it's able to working. share the results and then you makes it easier to celebrate and other people may see some of those and be celebrating before you even get to that point, right? Mm -hmm. Because they're starting to see that success as well. And that's how you bring everybody along with you. Well, and it makes you, we didn't have this anything about the why, how, or what, but it makes you feel good too. Like when you um, help someone else focus on what what business they're in, I know I keep going back to senior living. Sorry guys out there if you're a restaurant, but if we're helping them, I mean, there's nothing better than going into a dining room and having people just be happy because their food is good and they Mm -hmm. feel like it's quality food and they're getting what they deserve. Mm -hmm. There is nothing better than that. I I worked in a um, at a nursing home and one of the residents she kind of complained a lot, but they are very vocal in the dining room. And you know, the business is quality and and offering them and and giving them a quality of life. And I could tell she was upset. And I said, blank, I go, what's, what's wrong? And nobody liked to ask her because usually it was something very menial and it was menial, but she just said, it's not a big deal. She was eating spaghetti. They had, we had spaghetti that day and then cucumber salad and it was side by side. So I don't like my food touching and the cucumber salad dressing, which is that vinegar and sugar, was seeping into the spaghetti, which is disgusting. And I think it is at my age. So I said, well, let's just go. And I go, I'm just going to go and have them put, you know, uh, put that salad in a monkey bowl, a monkey dish, and then we'll put the the spaghetti on, on a different plate and get you a whole new one. She's like, no, no, you don't have to do that. But it was super easy. But but what business are we in? We're, we're providing care, making people feel good. And she was so happy and it was something super small. Um, And so then looking at that, it's like, she is going to tell people, it just, it's going to be what business we're in and that's, what's going to make us successful. We heard a speaker just this week that talked about, it's not about focusing on and going the extra mile. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's going the extra inch. And those are the things you don't always think about, Mm -hmm. but those tiny little details, although Mm -hmm. they may seem small, Mm-hmm. That might be something that ends up being changed now when that meal is served in that way. And it will change the experience for many people. And although mm-hmm. many didn't vocalize their opinion, they may have all thought it. Right. Now you've changed the experience and the outcome for all of them because you made a change that's only an Super inch small. rather than a mile. Yep. Yeah, I always like to think, too, of putting yourself in others shoes mm-hmm. so if it was you sitting there and oh, trying to eat that you would my be mouth. so grateful Ugh. to have somebody else do that little thing for you mm-hmm. and that's what business we're into the business of relationships and if it was your friend you know mm-hmm. which we treat our customers like our friends i mean they're with us and we're all trying to get to the same success and everything mm-hmm. 
So um, you just got to make sure that you're thinking this is how they need to be treated and this is how I would want to be treated. So, mm-hmm. yeah. well, and, and if you focus on that and that's the business we're in once again, then it's just going to kind of, I just said it, but a domino effect. Um, so now, like, for example, if if you're in the restaurant business and you go the extra mile and make someone happy if they were upset, they're going to go and tell somebody else. And you just started a chain reaction of marketing and more traffic mm-hmm. for senior living. Um, you know, now if the state survey walked in tomorrow, she wouldn't be upset because the meal last night was bad. She mm-hmm. would be happy. So now mm-hmm. we just saved ourselves from more, you know, investigation into our kitchen because our most vocal person was happy. So, yeah, it's definitely a full circle as well. So I think it's going to be easy once we started with the why and what we just discussed, what Angie brought up, um, to break down this concept. Um, And I know we don't only have senior living focused people on on here listening. Um, So let's try to give an example from different industries for our, our audience to see that connection. And I'll kind of kick it off with senior living. I didn't say green bean at least. Um, So for senior living, if we focus on the quality of care, that could be the core business you're in. And we, you know, want wanting to be successful. So focusing on that spreads success into other areas. So to be successful, we also want to be mindful of our budget. It's not what business we're in, but you do have to consider it. But when you provide quality food, quality products for things like skin and incontinence, you're going to end up saving money because you don't have to increase the supplements due to weight loss. You don't have to spend money on expensive wound care products or possibly get F-takes due to the higher skin integrity you're going to have. I also think if you focus on quality, you will naturally attract better staff. I'm not making that promise. but they're gonna wanna work for an organization that has good survey results, that has a positive culture where the resident is the focus. And if we focus on quality of care, we're gonna have better outcomes for skilled patients. Hospitals are gonna drive the admissions to you. People are gonna choose to live with you. Uh, Family members are going to want their mom or dad to stay with you and they're gonna trust you. So it's full circle and that translates into increased census and increased revenue as well as some areas you're gonna see decreased costs. So focusing on the quality of care just kind of spreads out to everything. We didn't focus on making money or increasing revenue, that just naturally happened Mm -hmm. from our focus of our core. Mm -hmm. So what about, I'm gonna bow out and let you guys discuss and connect it to restaurants now. Yeah, we can talk restaurants. I think, I mean, you're in the business of creating experience for the customers. Mm -hmm. I mean, and that happens through your food um, and through your environment. Mm-hmm. So um, I think if you're focusing on the things that you know they need, they people expect good service. That's hard to do in an industry mm-hmm. where Ugh. we're struggling so much with staffing. But yeah. how are people being onboarded to make sure that they have a full understanding of your culture and that you are you are make sure that the people that are there are experiencing that culture and that you're talking about it all the time? Because if you're the only one who knows your culture, you probably don't have culture taking place in your entire organization. So making sure that that is being communicated. Mm-hmm. Um, I think listening to your customers, are you getting out there? Do you have your managers out there talking to the customers as they're dining and ask how things are going mm-hmm. um, and righting the wrongs? 
if there's an experience yes. that isn't a positive one, how are you working to fix it? Or if a review comes up on your social media, I know it's a necessary evil. Um, <laughs> a lot of, you know, they're like, oh, I have to have Facebook and Instagram because it's where people go. But I hate the thing because I hate when we get reviews. But I think if you can change that mindset to say, to say hey, the reviews are an opportunity for us, mm -hmm. good, yeah. bad, or ugly. Yeah. They're an opportunity for others to share our mission and our story of great food. But they're also an opportunity to write that wrong. If you get a review of someone who got your food to go or came in and dined and you didn't talk to them and their experience was less than favorable, you don't delete that review, you fix yeah. it. Mm -hmm. And you fix it socially and personally. Mm -hmm. So you let them know there is nothing wrong in today's world with saying I'm sorry, we made a mistake. It goes a lot further oh in the gosh, eyes yeah. of others who are watching to see how you react mm -hmm. than trying to cover up or justify right. why something took place. Oh, we had two people sick that day, and so this happened and this happened. Don't justify the action. Nobody the cares. fact of the matter is it was it was a wrong. It and so by you, your admission of guilt and your desire to fix it and make their experience better the next time, mm -hmm. whether it be through your next meal is on us. Or we want to, you know, we want to bring you, we'd love to have you back and fix this in this way. Or contact us personally so we can talk more about this. But share it socially and let them know that you want to make it right. Because mm -hmm. it will grow your engagement and your and the people who trust you and respect you as a business mm -hmm. far better than trying to cover it up or hide it. Right. Well, and I think even like for a personal, like if you go on TripAdvisor and you're looking up a hotel and someone makes a complaint. I think nothing is more, um, I'm missing the word here, but it, it it's very impressive to me when I see a manager, you know, apologize for that mm -hmm. experience, hope that you'll give us a chance again. Thank you for the mm -hmm. feedback because now we can be better. So instead of me, and then if you look at a hotel and someone complains and there's nothing, I'm like, oh, I don't know if I want to go there. Mm -hmm. But if I go somewhere else and I see that review and it's handled correctly, the business of taking care of um, people that are staying there. I go, oh, that no, that's a place I want to stay because I'll be heard. Mm -hmm. Right. It's kind of crazy because I think that social media can actually help your business be, be, because, yes, that sucks to get a bad review, but people are more apt to make that on social media. So let's pretend like back before social media, you might not hear that, hey, I had a bad experience and mm -hmm. then you're not going to know the problem. So you're not going to know what needs to be done to fix it. Right. So it's actually, effort, yeah. I mean, there is some good things with as much as we all kind of hate social media sometimes. It can be a good thing, too, if you do it the right way and use it, as Angie said, like an opportunity to just get better and um, grow your engagement and, and your following. Yeah. Well, and it kind of helps you to say oh, we're in this business. We are not doing a good job of that. Mm -hmm. So once again, if you're focusing on what business we're in, we're in the business of taking care of customers when they mm -hmm. walk through our door. Eek, we're not doing that. We Let's need to be focus honest. On How did Domino's turn their entire business around? I love that story. It was by having them come into the media's spotlight and say, we suck. We, let's, just, let's just call a spade a spade. Our pizza's <laughs> not even that good. Um, and so Why are you buying who it? would ever imagine that that's a marketing campaign to get right. people in the door? But yet... The fact that they were willing to admit that we haven't really been paying attention to our product and we've been compromising quality because maybe we were trying to make a buck and we had to we cut some corners that we shouldn't have. 
And we are, by admission of guilt, we're saying we are reformulating our product mm -hmm. because we want, we, we now actually want to make good food again. Um, and the outpour of support for their business was yeah. what no one could have expected yeah. or anticipated. Right. And now their business is thriving. Mm -hmm. And it's because they have continued to ride on the tail of, we want to do better and be better right. for you. I think the uh, CEO yeah. even says, you know, we're in the business of making you happy. Mm -hmm. So if you get a, a crappy pizza, let us know and we'll make you a new one. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I think it's, yeah, really real. People like that real oh, gosh, realness, yes. especially in today's world again. And where, the younger generations. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So to have, I mean, everybody makes mistakes and to have somebody just say, hey, we made a mistake and we're going to do better. I mean, mm -hmm. and then just appreciate and show that. you're doing better. Yeah. You know? And it all goes back to Not showing your, service. like they're illustrating their why. Mm -hmm. We are clearly here to make your experience better. We want to give you a good dining experience with your family, your friends, whomever you're dining with today. And so we're fixing it. And so I really believe if people are staying in that mindset as they go about everything in their day mm -hmm. uh, in running their operations, it will continue to help them. The, mon the profits come mm -hmm. if you're doing the right thing for at the right time for your, for the people you serve. Well, and Crystal brought up a good point, putting your putting yourself in their shoes. I mean, like in the case of Domino's, I love that you can track when your pizza's ready so you can mm -hmm. go pick it up. Mm -hmm. And so they they put themselves and go, okay, well, what else? If we're providing a good experience and the best pizza and the customer's happy, what else can we do? Mm -hmm. Oh, make sure they know when to come and get their pizza. So A, they're not standing there forever or B, mm -hmm. they're not sitting there and it was soaking in the cardboard for a while. Right. So I'm, I mean that, that right. Th and I love that they put Joe, just put your pizza in. It's like, Oh, he did. Well, thanks Joe. Like, I just love it. They go pick they, up your pizza. Hey, tell Joe, thanks. Oh, Joe doesn't work here. <laughs> what? No, I, yeah. So I like that they, they do that too. So yeah, definitely putting that in. And yeah. I think, you know, we, we talked about what business you're in, in order to, focus on and then the sales and, and being successful and being um, in the industry of whatever it is that you're in will we'll keep going. But I think in this day and age, everyone out there and us three in this room will agree that every industry is struggling to get staff. Mm -hmm. Crystal said that earlier, we need people. And so you also have to look at internally, what business are we in if you need people? You know, I'd say, you know, you got to switch. We're focused in senior living on quality of care internally. We're focused on being the best workplace of having the best culture. So we could focus on the topic of staffing for hours. Uh, we could, you know, if you're driving across the country, we could probably talk and listen for the whole ride. So I think we'll probably have more episodes focusing on the different aspects of this problem because it's so large. Everyone's living it for sure. But for today, I, I kind of want to talk about this um, this with our in, in reference to our topic. So if we focus on the business of the core of what we do, being the best workplace, we'll succeed. So how do we do this? I think to start, Angie, how do we do this in our recruiting? How do we get those people? Sure. So I, I really think when it comes to recruiting and recruiting should be an ongoing effort and we talk about social media, I think it's a really good place to incorporate your recruitment efforts. Not that you're not going to recruit elsewhere, but recruitment is a 24-7 mm -hmm. thing and actually look, 
people are more passively looking for jobs today than they are actively looking, I would say. And the best way for those passive seekers to find out about jobs is by you maintaining just a continual stance of posting things about your employees and the things that are happening in your organization on your social media. There is nothing wrong with taking pictures of something that one of your staffers did to help bring. We just had one of our our own communities who um, brought had like uh, Green Bay Packers, I believe it was, that the, this residents wanted to watch the game, but a lot of them didn't have any Packers gear. So Aww. one of the staffers reached out through some communication on their social media and was like, if anyone has Green Bay Packers gear that they don't use, we have residents who would love to be able to support. They got boxes, oh, boxes of Green Bay box. Packers things. And so now they're going back. So there, there was an article in the local paper about them and what they were doing. And this one this one person who made a decision to make an experience better went kind of viral and in their community and all these people rallied to support that cause. And now they're finding out, hey, if you're a resident who doesn't support the Packers, because we're not going to make you. But then what is your team? And let's make sure that we get you things, too, so that on game day you can support those that you want during football season. So they turned it into this fun awareness. But in that story being featured in their local media and in that, well, exactly. And so it becomes a, it becomes an opportunity to really highlight something that your staff did. It was an out of the box idea. It was great. And now for people who are passively seeking positions in that market, they allow their people to think on their own and do out of the box things. And they're now supporting them and they're look at how much fun they're creating in their Mm -hmm. work environment. And so it doesn't always have to be something like that, but it can be any idea or any, you have someone who's covered extra shift and has done some things to help. You are more more than welcome and it's free to do, to post it on your social channels that you have a great workplace and you've got great staff who are committed to your overall mission. Mm-hmm. And when you share that, you also are helping other people see what your culture is. So passive seekers are like, they have a really good culture. They That's a place I wanna work. Today's world, the younger generations really thrive on knowing that they are working towards a cause. They thrive on knowing Mm -hmm. that they are making a difference. They want to be difference makers. So when you're able to share just the little things that are happening day in, again, not the big mile picture, what are the things you're doing to go the extra inch um, in your organization? And it makes huge impact for the people who not only are working there today, but those who may be working for you in the future. And so that will help your ongoing recruitment efforts. So when you do decide that it's you really do need to add into your into your workforce, you post that you're hiring and you can share a picture of some of your staffers together outside of the dining room or a group Actual of your sa- pictures. Yes. They've seen Actual other. Part. It's not like here we just quickly grabbed people together and made them smile <laughs> to make it look like we're a great place. But they've seen other things within your yeah. organization to know that. You you are actually living and breathing that every day in your organization. And so I think that it breeds a culture of success for someone who wants, you know, oh, I want to work at a place like that. Oh, and that's their staff. And again, it's not I think perception becomes reality. So if the staff internally is happy, then someone sees a picture of someone and they go, oh, I know her. I'm going to ask her what she thinks about it there. Well, if you really are doing what you say you're doing on Facebook and someone goes to that person and says, hey, I saw you were pictured. What? Tell me about that place. Are they going to say it's a great place to work? 
So make sure that you're, you know, you have to make sure that what you're posting is reflective of who you are. But if you're doing all those things and you are truly trying to be an organization making a difference for your seniors who are living the best part of, you know, the, and that story of life. It. I mean, that girl is totally. Yes. The business yeah. she is in is providing quality. Yes. And, you know, but what will, you know, those little lives. things will go a long ways when it comes to trying to help recruit. Mm-hmm. And you're also going to show a good way to market your business. Yeah, too, it's a, yeah that's to a win, win, win. Yeah. Well, yeah, if win, I'm win, trying win. to figure out where mom's going to go and I say, oh, how fun that they do. You know, they're doing things like that mm-hmm. to make sure that people living there feel like they belong and they're doing yeah. things to help them all become a part of something. And so that matters too. There. He's a Vikings fan. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I will. How nice is he going to be for the rest of our lives? Uh, this is another podcast thing, but something I thought about talking about when you were saying social media, I know there's some regulations they have to be aware of. Oh, right? yes, Just yes, yes. FYI, I feel like yeah. we need to mention that. Too, Good call. Right? Crystal. That's it's, another podcast it's, issue. It's, but. Crystal's our logic one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but she is right. Yes. For a senior living out there, make sure if you're going to post your residents wearing the Green Bay Packers gear, make sure that they've signed off that they that they will allow it. Mm-hmm. Make sure that's up to date and make sure all of their family know. And make, make sure, sure that family, even if they're in California. In yeah. Yes. So that's so another we, resource we, we have, have yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> if you want to know more, we have a social media management resource. Just ask your rep or someone and we'll help you find that <laughs> very well. <laughs> <laughs> and we're in the business of helping you stay safe. Yes. Yeah. So anything, anything else like, you know, do we want to work with managers to, um, to make sure that they understand. I think, you know, if we're in the business of having a good culture, we need to be in the business of making sure everybody's understanding things right. like communicating with different generations. Right. I think well. each generation kind of has their preferred method of communication. Um, you know, I think the younger generations obviously are more email, text yes. message, that sort of thing. They want it in writing. Um, the older generations still like to pick up the phone. They like face to face. Yes. Yeah. Um, so just making sure you're keeping in mind who you're talking to and try to modify the way you're speaking or the method, the, the mode that you're using to communicate with them. Yeah. And, um, also a, a recent conference we were at something else I really picked up on was, um, the fact that a lot of the people that have been in the workforce a long time, they're, they were brought up or their mentality is if I'm doing a good job, I should not be hearing from my manager. They they don't think that that interaction is there versus uh, yeah, the yeah. younger generation. They're they're used to that instant gratification. They're always if I don't you know, hear from commu- yes, my boss every day, I must wrong. not be doing do my something. job right. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I kind of started thinking about oh this. And, gosh, yeah. and I never thought. Of and that. that one. Yeah. So you could again, tailor. But I also just thought, well, why not opt on talking to somebody? Because (laughs) even the older generations that, you know, might not want that or feel like that's necessary. Nobody is going to complain about being told they're doing a good job. That's right. So just more than just just once a year in their review. Just, yes. Make sure you're communicating that the job well done, even though it might be something they're doing all the time, they're always doing it good. Once in a while, it's just nice to hear like, hey, that was really unique what you did or mm-hmm. you did a really good job with that this month. You always do. But this one was really just I noticed it. And yeah, I think that goes a long ways. So sure. one, it helps motivate you to go that extra mile like we talked about, Absolutely. which will definitely help help with this. Well, gosh, 
I feel like we covered a lot today. If you guys out there listen to what we said, I think everything is going to go up from here. No, but but seriously, consider some of the stuff. You know, think about are your team on the same page? Are they focusing on the wrong things or are they focusing on what business you're in? And if they're not, kind of figure out where where did we go wrong in this? Do we need to reboot our message? Do we need to communicate it differently like Crystal's talking about? Do we need to change what it is? Have we lost it? And in our, I mean, in the senior living industry, there's just been so much on the regulation side. It's very hard to forget that the business we're in is taking care of seniors when we have to have all these positions and we have to have all this paperwork and we have to make sure we're jumping through all these hoops just to take care of that person. But that's, that is what it is. So, so make sure we don't lose focus on that too. Mm -hmm. It's hard, but we can do it work Mm -hmm. with your team Mm -hmm. and all that good stuff. So with that, thank you guys for joining me. I feel like I didn't talk so Northern today. So Northern. I felt like I talked more normal today. So I think you're going to have to join me. (laughs) We're going to, you're going to have to join me again. (laughs) So everyone out there, thank you guys for joining our Be Empowered podcast. Um, We hope to have you guys join us again. Don't forget that the time you're investing in self-development is definitely going to help others succeed as well. So we appreciate it. Have a good day. Bye.